Exclusive conversations. International specialists. Scientific knowledge. Voices, Voices of Science. This is the second episode of Voices of Science. During this first season, we present you a conversation about the Camilla study with one of its creators, Dr. Carlos Barrios. Dr. Barrios is a medical oncologist based in Porto Alegre, Brazil, and he is head of the Latin American Cooperative Oncology Group. Previously, Dr. Barrios introduced the Camilla study. In this episode, he will be going deeper in the Camilla exploratory analysis. Let's begin. Voices of Science. We recently presented and published the exploratory analysis of Camilla that concentrated in describing TDM1 safety and efficacy in patients with and without baseline brain metastasis and was based on the final cohort one data from the Camilla study. This subgroup analysis of uh, the Camilla study Uh, included patients uh, with uh, baseline brain metastasis. There was a group of 398 patients that had this situation and uh, had the objective of looking at uh, TDM1 in terms of safety and efficacy in this particular subgroup of patients. Why is this important in uh, clinical practice? As you may know, Um, HER2-positive disease has been associated with a higher incidence of brain metastasis. And this has been estimated that from 40% to 50% of patients with HER2-positive disease do show uh, brain metastasis at some point during the natural history of the disease. So this is uh, something that has significant clinical impact in our practices. In the Camilla study, we included more than 2,000 patients with advanced or metastatic uh, HER2-positive uh, uh, disease. And out of those patients, 398 had baseline brain metastasis. Of the 398 patients with baseline brain metastasis, uh, 126, approximately 30%, had measurable brain metastasis. Uh, 7.9% of these patients had received brain radiation therapy less than 30 days before baseline. Approximately 40% of patients had received brain radiation therapy, but more than 30 days before baseline. And a total of 53% of the patients had not received brain radiotherapy. This information is important to analyze the effect of TDM1 in each of these categories. Of the 30% of patients with measurable brain metastasis at baseline, three achieved a complete response, and 24 of these patients achieved a partial response for an overall response rate of 21.4%. An additional 27 patients experienced stable disease lasting for more than six months, resulting in a clinical benefit rate of 42.9%. In the 126 patients with measurable brain metastasis, we observed a more than 30% reduction on the target brain lesions in 50% of those patients that had received recent radiation therapy, that is less than 30 days before randomization or inclusion. 
32% of those patients that had received radiation therapy longer than 30 days before also had a reduction of more than 30% of the target brain lesions. But most importantly, 49.3%, that is almost 50% of those patients uh, with no radiation therapy that had a more than 30% reduction in target brain lesions, which essentially uh, represents evidence for a direct effect of TDM1 in brain metastasis. Other important results that we observed in the analysis of CAMILA and this um, uh, subgroup analysis, exploratory analysis of patients with brain metastasis, showed that those patients with CNS involvement had a median PFS of 5.5 months. In those patients without brain metastasis, the PFS was two months longer, 7.7 months. And importantly, in patients with brain metastasis, median PFS did not appear to be affected by line of treatment with TEDM1. In terms of median overall survival, uh, we observed that patients with baseline brain metastasis had a median overall survival of 18.9 months, while patients without brain metastasis had a median overall survival of 30 months. So analyzing these results in terms of response, PFS, and overall survival, we clearly see that even though there is no benefit in all patients, there is a significant number of patients that show some benefit associated with TDM1 administration, both in terms of overall response rate median PFS, and median overall survival. While the numbers are somewhat uh, less than was uh, obtained in patients without brain metastasis, still these patients seem to benefit in terms of response and control of the disease and overall survival. And this is important because this group of patients will become more and more frequent in our clinical practice as we follow HER2-positive patients. If we look at the effects of uh, radiation therapy in this uh, analysis, it's very important to recognize that uh, we see responses in all groups of patients. Those that have received radiation therapy recently, less than 30 days before inclusion in the trial, those that have received radiation therapy earlier, more than 30 days before, and importantly, uh, the response of TDM1 was also seen in patients that had not received prior radiation therapy. So indication of radiation therapy and the use of TDM1 uh, should be used according to clinical criteria. This was today's podcast of Voices of Science. In the coming episode, Dr. Barrios will talk about the management of breast cancer patients with brain metastasis. Another important aspect to consider while addressing a patient with brain metastasis is what kind of uh, manifestations or symptoms this uh, patient is having. It's not the same thing looking at a patient with an asymptomatic brain metastasis from a patient with symptomatic disease with clinical manifestations. And we should look at that first before any other consideration. Join us in the next episode of Voices of Science. Thank you. Until next time. Voices, Voices of Science. Of science.